Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Adam Balderstone for another episode of Bedrock and Balderstone, where we're talking about Torchwood Season 2, Episodes 9 and 10. So this is something borrowed and from out of the rain, so we're getting up into the last few episodes of, uh, of Season 2. And, uh, and yeah, so Adam, before we get into the overall discussion of each episode, just general impressions so far of of the of of uh of the season yeah of so the season far? i i'm uh enjoying the season so far i mean it it uh, i i don't know i i it's it's not a uh uh i mean there hasn't been a whole lot of an arc to it so far on the whole like i said we've we've had the whole gray you know uh, jack's brother thing come up a couple of times but it's been very minor uh I, I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not entirely sure how I feel about the whole thing with Owen at this point. I'm still it kinda kinda fell by the wayside for the most part in the last it, two episodes. It it, but, it, all, uh, it only just barely mattered in the last like it came up but just barely, I well, would say, right? It came it came the one way it came up in both episodes where at both point the monster you know, monster figuratively in each episode, uh didn't feed on him because he was dead. We had that happen in both. But uh, other than that, it's like, yeah, it didn't, it didn't matter. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm enjoying the episode. I the season overall. It's just uh, a, a, a uh, supernatural show. It's been pretty fun on the whole. And, uh, and so for the first episode that we're doing, which is episode nine, uh, something borrowed, uh, Gwen and Reese are getting married finally. So this is a, a wedding yeah, episode. I'd forgotten they were getting married, so that was a surprise. And the and the whole premise of the episode is the I think the night before the wedding, they're they're uh, they're going after these monsters, which I think we find out are called Nostrovites, but I don't believe they quite know that at the time. And it's a shapeshifter creature, and and she's bitten by one of them, and the next morning she wakes up pregnant on her wedding day. So it's kind of like a I don't know, almost like a farcical type, uh, yeah, type episode. Yeah. Um, it, you know, the, the premise, and not only is, is that, so the, the, the premise itself sort of amusing, but there's a whole thing going on with the in-laws that gets rolled into the, into the plot itself. Uh, so, the, so the movie ends with, um, with Reese trying to hack uh, an, an impersonator of his mother, uh, you know, yeah. uh, so that he can marry Gwen. So there's, there's, there's a, I don't know, the, everything was very over the top. They even reference Evil Dead at the end. Um, but there was also this sort of body horror element of she was bitten and impregnated. And we find out that the way that this, this functions is uh, she wakes up and her belly's big and it's basically like an egg of some kind. And then, and, and the way that Nestorvites uh, procreate is the male impregnates a host and then the female <laughs> violently extracts the egg I think and fertilizes it or, or not or something I, I forget the exact I, yeah but there's another there's another clear. step that the that the female uh, the female has to uh, 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 has to do and it's it's it, 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 in this situation it would result in Gwen's death um, yeah so no, what do you think of it, the, oh go ahead oh no I Never mind. But uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, what, what did I think of the episode? I, uh, I I liked this episode on the whole. It was it was just a fun kind of like I said, it was kind of farcical, but it was uh, it worked for me. It was silly moments kind of work for the most part. 
uh, the the whole waking up pregnant on your wedding day is such a kind of ridiculous nightmare kind of <laughs> it's, the, it's like the kind of thing that would happen to someone in a bad dream or something mm. but uh it's uh, yeah I, I i thought this worked well like the, the characters for the most part worked well the uh, the only element of this episode i didn't like uh was the whole jack and uh and 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 Gwen thing that they kind of were were kind of lingering on like their lingering attraction. It's like I just I I just don't find the chemistry there really works. I don't I don't really get this. I don't know. It just it just isn't engaging enough for me to feel that it was a real obstacle. Whereas whereas Reese Reese and Gwen are really interesting characters together. I I kind of believe in that. Whereas I I just I just feel like kind of the Jack thing was like. I, I don't know. I just don't really, really. No, buy I it. agree. I agree with you. I agree with you a lot on that. I think I I noticed it especially watching this episode last night. I was like, this is just number one. I'm tired of it. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I, think, I think it sort of take like like I don't mind having those kind of complications. And I feel like they were sort of doing it because they wanted to. Add, like I think they felt it contributed something to the feel of this episode, like the the over the top quality of it. But. It just, it just, it was just an, it was an additional thing the episode didn't need, and I think they really just don't have the chemistry. Like I think, I think he actually he has more chemistry with Tosh if they were going to go with the character yeah. because of their history. Like there was a there was an episode where they were stuck back in uh, what was it World War Two together, uh, mm -hmm. and 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 I feel like they've had moments where it I don't know you can it, they they just sort of connect more, um, but but even then I wouldn't. I don't think it necessitates a, a Jack uh, Toshiko uh, sexual tension plotline. Um, yeah, and, and but, I mean Owen, Owen and Gwen had more chemistry too. I mean, yeah. if they'd wanted, if they'd wanted, I mean, if Owen was still, you know, alive <laughs> in, a, in a, a true sense, if if he kind of had this lingering regret over their relationship, maybe they could have done something with that. But it's just no, nah, the Jack thing just doesn't well, work. You know why? I don't, there's another reason I don't buy the Jack thing. It's because Jack as a character he's whimsical and like i i just the he he kind I, I don't really see him getting too hung up on any one human yeah you know what i mean well, like it it felt to me you know jack being this immortal character who's lived for we don't i don't even know how long at this point it's like it felt like when they were trying to contrive some romantic thing between the doctor and a companion yeah. and it just like eh, yeah i don't don't think he cares like the, the and i think the reason why i thought there was more with Toshiko's characters because there have been moments where he felt like he had to protect Toshiko for some reason. And so yeah. I could see that playing into that kind of thing. But I, I just don't see him as the kind of guy who, who can't let go of Gwen and, you know, you know, it, it just, well, yeah, I just, I just had another thought too. The other issue with it is I don't think Jack has any respect for marriage as an institution anyway. So the idea that, oh no, Gwen's being taken off the table. It's like, if he wanted to have a fling with Gwen, like in the future, like it wouldn't mean anything to him that, yeah. that she was married to Reese. It's just, he, it's just kind of outside his moral boundaries to get worked up over someone getting married. But, uh, but, 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 but anyways, you know, it, it I think overall, I thought the episode was good. I thought. Oh yeah, that was that was my the one yeah. element I didn't like. Other than that, it's just it's 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 a very fun episode. And I and I I liked the humor of it. I liked 
Well, even some of the characters, there was a guy named Banana Boat was one of the characters. Yeah, <laughs> um, and... yeah, yeah. On both sides, they're, uh, you know, the the, uh, the groomsmen and the, the bridesmaids were all pretty well cast. And the, uh, and the parents, the in-laws were all yes. pretty good. Um, yes. They, they picked the right mother-in-law to sort of turn into a Nestorvite at the end. Um, <laughs> you know. I also liked the fake-out. The fake-out was a little bit predictable, but I thought they did it well. Uh, yeah, where where you initially think that it's uh, what's the line? They uh, um, and I'm going to swear because they do in the uh, uh, so so there's a scene where where Reese's mom is alone with Gwen and they suddenly realize they they suddenly see his mom with the father and they're like oh no she's with the Nestorvite and they run in and they go get back you ugly bitch <laughs> and they're just like they're pulling guns out they're ready to shoot her and it turns out she's the real mom and the and then and the Nestorvite is actually the one that's with the father and i just thought that scene was done done really nicely um yeah yeah that was very well done complete with uh with reese decking jack at the end of the scene and it, and, but, uh... <laughs> and it was the kind of scene that um uh, you saw a lot of those sort of moments in this episode. There's still a lot of that kind of thing going on. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, no, and I did it, it was a very good Gwen and Reese episode too. I mean, Reese's reactions to all this ridiculousness were were very good too. It was his, you know, his initial exasperation and kind of being upset was very convincing. But kind of taking it in stride and, and going through with it, it. Uh, he is he is uh, just you know a very strong character whenever he shows up. What did uh what did you think of the the chainsaw scene, the Evil Dead scene at the end with Reese? I liked it. I kind of wish they hadn't you know had Jack call it out as an Evil Dead. I felt like he didn't need to he didn't need to say it was an Evil Dead scene. We got that. But uh, other than that, I liked it. What did you think of Jack sort of being the one to take out the Nestorvite when uh, when the chainsaw went? went bad uh, on the one hand it would have been would have would have been fun for for reese to be the one to take it out but on the other hand it was it was kind of entertaining him having the hesitation that he he, he wasn't quite ready to hack his mother apart with a chainsaw was uh was somewhat uh somewhat fair so <laughs> i don't know i was i was okay with the way it played out and uh and then at the end, we also get uh, a scene where Jack is going through some old photos and we see a picture of him and a bride, mm -hmm. right? That's right. We do. We do. So, um, and it's funny. I could believe when it was a picture. When it was a picture, I bought the love story. <laughs> but when it was like, you know, when it wasn't, it just, I don't know, just him and Gwen. I just, I, I don't know. I feel like um, it just, I don't know. They just don't have the chemistry needed. Well. Yeah, I'll elaborate on that. It's like, I believe that he cares about people. And it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, this person that was in his life that he was married to a long time ago, he misses that person. And I totally believe it. And I believe, you know, 100 years in the future, he'll think back on Gwen. And he'll be like, boy, I really miss Gwen and I'm sad. I just... I just don't think marriage, I mean, and you know, he did marry this girl in the past, but it doesn't mean I think marriage is important to him. It's like this yeah. person was important to him and he married this person. Whereas I, I just don't believe that, that Gwen getting married in any way. I don't know. I, I just don't, I just don't see him as, you know, everything I've said about him and this show and doctor who makes him this freewheeling guy who. I don't know. It's just not an important thing to him. He wouldn't get he wouldn't get hung up on it. And uh, no, yeah, no. And I, I think also, I mean, it, it kind of, 
I don't know. It, 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 it's the sort of thing that, like, you can do that that sort of that kind of sexual tension for like a season if you need to, but if you just keep doing it for the whole yeah. thing, eh, you know, it, it kind of gets old. Especially when it's uh, it reaches a point in the show where if either of them act on it, it, it feels like they're doing something wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like it, it, it gets because it, it, it goes on so long, the viewer starts to really like Reese, and then you then you picture Reese suffering if they, you know what I mean? And yeah. So, which could I be, think Reese Reese is such a good character, yeah. and he's been so well established that you just, I mean, for this for that element to work in the show, there there would have to be part of me that really wanted Jack and Gwen to get together. If like yeah. there was, if I had, even if I liked Reese, if I also felt like. There was a pang in me watching the episode going, boy, I kind of wish things had worked out between them. But there's there's not like one yeah. part of me that felt that watching or, this Or if the show could devote all of its attention to dealing with it. Like if it was something like you don't want them to get together, but because they get together, it produces all this interesting drama and stuff. Yeah. That, that, and the show could linger on that. But this isn't that kind of show. They don't have the time to to follow Reese around and then you know and and sort of g- get all the stuff they need to make it work so i think um yeah I, again I, I i i just think i think that i think the episode would have been better without that that little bit um uh but i don't know maybe it was maybe it was uh uh you know who knows sometimes you say that and then you see it without the thing that you're complaining about and it, and it doesn't uh, work yeah but, uh... um, <laughs> But uh, but so the next episode is from Out of the Rain, and this is uh, this is definitely different than the other episodes yeah. in the season, wouldn't you say? It de- it definitely sticks yeah. out. Um, yeah. This. So here's the funny thing. Whenever I think back on Torchwood, this is the episode I always remember for some reason. Like not necess- oh. not not because I think it's this great episode, but I it's just the one that stands out in my memory of Torchwood. Uh, I remember this episode and I remember the last episode of this season, which I won't okay. spoil for you right now. But um, and I think it's because it's it feels like it should have been on like Tales from the Crypt or something. It, 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 yeah, well, it's, it's a very Ray Bradbury, something wicked this way comes kind of feel to yeah. it, which I, I the movie version of this something wicked this way comes came out when I was a kid. And I remember it being this super, you know, super scary movie when I was a kid. So I've got I do have this deep impression of that kind of mood it was going for in my head well and it was very atmospheric it had a lot of it was uh, yeah the music I and mean, the, the soundtrack sounded a lot like sort of a b-movie horror soundtrack from the 90s hmm. um and the uh i mean and it sounded different from the rest of the torchwood scene like i like i you i remember listening to the music and i was like i feel like i should be eating popcorn in a movie theater listening <laughs> to this music and uh and and the look felt like a I would say kind of like a '90s B horror movie too. Like it had that yeah. kind of a look. Um, it definitely didn't look like the like a normal episode of Torchwood. And it's basically about a um, so it's it's a the premise is uh, there's the, the the night travelers are sort of this 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 uh, wandering I don't know what you say like sort of like a um, wandering circus freak show type thing like uh, uh, yeah. before the uh, um, before the age of cinema, and there's an old movie theater called the Electro, 
and I think that they're they're doing some kind of retrospect uh, retrospective of the of the air like uh, like you know view the town through you know through the lens of old film kind of a thing and the guy's kid is 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 preparing the the film reel and and these people from the the night traveler start showing up on the uh, on the on the celluloid and they're able to they're able to enter our world uh, you know through the medium of film and and their whole thing is uh, it's it's an it's a, it's a whole troop, but two of them make it through. One of them is sort of like the the weird uh, ringleader type guy. He's sort of you know he's sort of he felt like like I felt like he should have been played by Vincent Price if it was cast way back in the day. And, yeah. Uh, and the woman was um uh was was a, I think they called her the mermaid, and and she was uh basically uh you know I, I think her whole thing was they put her in a tank of water and she was able to stay in there for a long time or something. But um, but they would go around and they would. It was kind of like Waters of Mars a little bit, where they would they would suck all the moisture out of people, right? Like it was like almost like oh, like, yeah. like it was it, it wasn't like Waters of Mars, but it reminded me of Waters of Mars because a lot of the a lot of the special effects were around the mouth, and and the people ended up they didn't turn into sort of I think in Waters of Mars they kind of became like zombie like, and this they just became catatonic and uh, and depleted of their. Um, of their uh, i think of their fluids and and he put their breath into like a little silver vial and and so the whole plot of the episode is they need to get rid of these people and they need to they need to get the silver vial because a bunch of people in town have been afflicted and they need to restore their breath um and i'm going to spoil it because the way it ends and if you if you haven't seen the episode you shouldn't listen to what we're saying um the way it ends is they um uh they they confront the ringleader and he he when he realizes it's all over he just throws the bottle into the air and and they're only able to catch it when there's one left breath left so all the people throughout the whole episode that you've been sort of they've sort of been the stakes of the episode you're sort of you know they're, they're sort of in the hospital and you want them to get better uh, they all die except for one of them um, and so so I don't know what did you think of the episode what was your uh, atmospherically it was really good and i i enjoyed the early part of it i mean the whole carnival aspect of it worked i also i also you know the these the very small horror genre of horror movies involving old movie theaters and creepy things that come out of old films and stuff that those are both things that i like a lot uh i felt like the plot got kind of a little muddled and slow and it's like in the and despite like the atmosphere being decent, it was never really scary at any point. Yeah. Like it feels like, uh, so it's like I, I enjoyed the episode, but it, it just felt like the plot. You know, cause I, I can get into details a little bit later, but uh, the the plot just got very kind of convoluted and weird near the end in some ways. Yeah, it was strange. There were parts of it I really, really liked. Like, like I like the atmosphere, like you were saying. I like the. I don't know. I like the premise. The premise is really cool, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. I was thinking that would make a great adventure for a campaign because you have the the film people coming through the film, but then you need to do sort of the research to find out about them. And it just—I don't know. It just—I could totally see that working in a. Uh, um, and also, they were able to tie Jack into them. Uh, the parts yeah. that didn't work for me were number one. I felt like they really weren't sure if they wanted them to be villains or they wanted them to be the show. Do you know what I mean? Like, because there were moments where we're kind of following them around 
and yeah. and I sort of found them interesting, but just as I was finding them interesting, suddenly we're back to dealing with them as monsters, and it just wasn't. I kind of wanted it to go one way or the other. Either either I'm I'm supposed to learn more about these night travelers and kind of sympathize with them, or uh, or I'm supposed to be afraid of them. But it's kind of like we were talking before the podcast about the '92 Dracula and how some of the the horror <laughs> is sucked out by having so much love story and having him be such a sympathetic villain. And and here I feel like it's like that, but it doesn't even go that far. At least the '92 Dracula, it created something that I still like watching, even if it's not a, if it's not scary to me. Um, mm-hmm. And here I feel like they could have made something I liked watching. Like they could have it could have been like a Nightbreed type thing. Where it's like, well, the cool and interesting thing about it is, I want to go and find out more about Midian. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. But uh, and here it would be, I want to find out more about the the night travelers and the carnival that they're a part of. But uh, but instead, I only just got a taste of it, and then and then and then I'm sort of dealt with them being villains. But but then when they are the villains, it's like, well, I kind of I don't know. I kind of like saw them just having that little like uh that little scene together and i i it just sort of undercuts all the fear somehow because they're just yeah. they have like normal desires and it somehow makes it less scary to me um and, and it's never quite clear you know that there's enough of scenes with them that you feel like there's something larger they're doing or there's those impressions of the sea being over the town or you know and that which ties into her being a mermaid but it's like none of that ever clarifies into anything it's like it's you know they're like oh well they're trying to get revenge on all the cinemas in the theater before they die it's like well if old cinemas are dying what's we've got to hurry and kill them before they die well and Uh, i feel like he wasn't even saying like that was the weird part of the the show i thought that that wasn't i felt like that was jack commenting on yeah like isn't it interesting that the you know that this is happening in this way but um uh, oh, can you hear me, Adam? Uh, I could not hear you for about ten seconds. Oh, there. oh, okay. Uh, you felt like you felt like it was Jack commenting, and then oh, then I felt like it was like off. Jack sort of commenting on on the subtext of the of what we were seeing, but not on the actual motives of, of yeah the people. And that, oh, I know that was, that I, I know. found quite jarring because I was like, well, okay, I can sort of see like if I was if I was reading like a a student paper on the episode or something like that might be a cool thing to talk about, but that does nothing. It doesn't inform any of what they're doing. And it, yeah. and, uh, cause I don't think that that's what they weren't seeking revenge against movie theaters. They were, they had some other purpose and it wasn't yeah. clear what it was and where the, where the episode kind of falls. I won't say it falls down. Cause I, I did enjoy the episode, but where, yeah, it, it, where, is, a, it is a solid episode. Yeah. It just, it, it's 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 one of those other it's frustrating. This should be this should be a really really good episode. Yeah, yeah. This could have been a ten. It ends up being like a six or a seven because I I this is where I think it tumbles at the very end when they start coming out of the screen. Mm-hmm. The the big climax of that is that they reunite with her at the bottom of the stage and it looks really weird. It does not look dramatic. It doesn't look no. scary. It, it looks like a group of friends just kind of hanging out and giving each other high fives in a very casual, <laughs> non-choreographed... Like, like, it had all the worst aspects of something that's over-choreographed and under-choreographed at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, it, like, yeah. like, it looked like this was a big thing they were sort of building up to, but they didn't give the actors enough direction to make it all work, and this and the way that it was filmed just made, like, really made it underwhelming, and... 
and and I just couldn't I couldn't like it was like inescapable how bad that moment in the episode was to me. It just and and, and also the realization as that's happening that wait, we're this is supposed to be leading somewhere, and it's 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 I don't know where it it isn't. It's like they're just it, it, I I I felt like this either should have been a two parter. Or, or, or they should have just made the ending tighter somehow. But I, but I really wanted to know a lot more about the night travelers, and we just never got, you know, more of it. And also, I have to say, when when the night travelers did come out of the screen, a couple of them looked kind of goofy to me. Like, like one of them, the strong man, that that I bought. The two guys with the hats, they looked like somebody just hit them on the head, and they were just kind of dazed. Do you know what I mean? They just didn't. Something about those yeah. two guys didn't work, and. And I mean, this is like easy. This is like carnival. It's very easy to sort of do carnival right. And I felt like they didn't get it with those two guys and they really sort of stuck out. Um, but... Yeah. No, I mean, it, it, the ending was really disappointing. And I mean, the whole the whole thing of just needing to like, you know, oh, well, if they're made of film, then we can film them and expose it to light. And I don't know. I, I mean, I... I, I, I kind of understood the weird magical logic behind it, but it was it was a really it was a really strange torchwood solution to a problem. I mean, it was it was very kind of magical thinking kind of thing. But uh, I don't know, and it, it was you know it's just too easy. I mean, it didn't it didn't resolve things in our thing. They just exposed the film, then boom, they're all gone, and it's like okay, that's it, that's it. There's no. Complication I, I, of this? I didn't mind the the, fo- the film exposure part of it because I because I guess I was looking at it from a role play lens and I was like, well, that's what a player character would probably. Yeah, do yeah. The, I uh, mean, it... uh, but but I, uh, I I definitely thought the the only part of the ending I liked was I did like the fact that they kind of were willing to go all the way with the um, with having those people die. I thought that was. Yeah. Uh, I thought that that added something to the ending, and it wasn't like, "Ooh, we're here to shock you." It's outrageous. It was more, <laughs> um, it, it was more uh, like they had set the stakes, and then when the when the guy threw the bottle in the air, the easy thing to do would have been to have it be all dramatic, but then have Yanto catch it or something. Catch it. And yeah, and I liked that the no, like the stuff that we saw escaping, those were people's breaths, and they were actually dying with every breath. You know, it wasn't it wasn't like the thing like, well, we were hinting at that, but it wasn't actually the breath coming out, and everybody's actually safe. Um, yeah, I, I thought I thought it worked pretty good. Um, so I, I was I was pretty happy with it. Yeah, yeah, that that worked fine. I uh, I don't know. I mean, my my problem with the. Uh with with the uh, with the film thing like i said it was mainly just that it was i, I don't know i i felt it felt like well these were already magical creatures before they were filmed yeah. and you know they, they they'd go around collecting breaths and stuff it's like the filming wasn't the thing that made the magical the filming was something they used as a portal and it was just like i i there was there was a weird a weird balance. Like I said, I'm kind of a fan of the haunted old cinema kind of genre. And I'm a fan of carnival stuff. And it felt like, you know, it felt like there was some, at, at points, the two kind of butted up against each other where it was like, it was trying to do both genres at once, but they didn't always fit together. Well, well that's, I, I think it would have been better if the villain just emerged from the celluloid and there wasn't the sort of backstory to them that, uh, that, uh, uh, or, oh, that the, or, or, or they, they could have had backstory, but the, the backstory wasn't that they were already monsters. The you know the, the them sort of uh, 
you know, uh, being this thing that is created on the celluloid itself and then... That, know, that, yeah, then the ending would have made more sense yeah. to me. But the fact that they're magical carnival people before movies even existed, it's like, well, why are they made of film? I don't know. But <laughs> Yeah, it was, I would agree with you. That was kind of... Because I remember... I remember and, and in fact, it even created some odd plot issues as you're watching it where you're you're not really sure like, well, are they in the film because they're monsters or are they like, I, I don't uh-huh. get the, you know, there, there, there are some oddities around that. Well, yeah. That, that you got weird questions too. Cause it has the, 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 you know, classic ending where it sets up the sequel of somebody buying another film canister. That's, that's got the film on it. And which I didn't mind. Like, I liked that. That I uh, thought was fun. I did. I liked it, but it, it's, now, I, I, I'm not upset about it, but it just it just like had weird questions like, well, they've already got his little flask that he keeps the breath in. It's like, is there going to be a second flask when he comes out of the movie again or does he need his flask? Or I, I, I was just like, are there multiple versions of them? I, I don't know. I was just very perplexed by that. What I See, here's the thing. The backstory is what gives you the mermaid and the flask and all that stuff. But I think they could have gotten that still if they had just made the footage be an old silent movie about the travelers that are this, yeah. you know, you know yeah. what I mean, like an old horror movie that, that uh, you know, and that's and that's what they were. And so instead of having to go and research the night travelers, you know, in reality, all they have to, they have to go and find out about this film that, uh, you know, and maybe it's even more difficult because they don't want to play the film because playing it will will summon them now. So, uh, yeah. you know, but yeah. I, I think uh, I think that would have made it tighter. Um, but again, that's, that's, I do have to say, I, you know, we, both of us, you know, if you listen to the show, you know, we both play RPGs and we're constantly <laughs> coming up with adventures that are built around premises like this. And I do find that I do that a lot where I'll come up with an idea and, 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 and if I'm just doing it for my home game, I won't notice that I actually have two premises like, oh, that yeah. I need to separate yeah. into, do you know what I mean? Or, or combine into one or change somehow. And and I, I think this is largely a product of this being a television show. And I think if it were a movie, it would have it undergone would have had the more rigor. time to develop the script. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There would have been enough development because I feel like this is actually this would have made a really great B movie in the '90s that I saw. Yeah. My, you know, there was a period of time where that, these were the movies that I was watching, and and with a few tweaks and some added budget, I think it would have made it would have made a great like hour and thirty minute film. Um, yeah, and and if you, it, I would agree with you on one condition: if the expansion of the time was spent on the carnival characters, because yeah. once again, it's not a very scary episode. So if you try to double down on making it like a you know a two-hour horror movie, it's like, well, it's not scary. So you'd have to go the other way of of just making these weird characters more intriguing and us following whatever. Because I I felt like if they were trying to do something beyond just get out of the film, yeah. it's like. Uh, you know, I mean, because the whole thing of them wanting to have an audience, it's like, well, did they already? I mean, did he already have breaths in his canister when they came out? Why didn't he if he didn't? And I don't know. I mean, once again, it's the kind of thing if the ending had been more satisfying, I wouldn't have had as many questions. You know, it's it's like I'm being really nitpicky, but it's like I get I get I get I get nitpickier the more more something kind of gives me time to. uh to to uh to pick over these things and and i also i feel like i'm being nitpicky with this episode because it was an episode that i actually i really liked the idea exactly i was just about to get to that yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's so but yeah i i think also if they did do that like 
you, you can follow the monsters around and still have it be scary. Like, the, the way that they would have to do it, though, is they have to make one of the monsters frightening to the other monsters. Do you know what I mean? Like, if they, hmm. if they made, like, either the mermaid or the ringleader really dangerous to the other monsters somehow, then that, that, could, that could give you something to be afraid of even while you're following them all around. Um, yeah. I, yeah, but I don't know that that was necessary. I would have been happy with like, like I said, like a Midian type um, situation. You know. Yeah, um, that would have that would have been fine too. I mean, if they, because I mean that that would have been interesting because there was the air in the episode of wow, all these things that are lost that have been you know preserved just on film is kind of brought up early on. Yeah, and it's like if there'd been a melancholy at the end, it's like oh, it's kind of sad. We have to you know we're forced to erase these people from existence but there you know it's it's a lost time that there was something kind of beautiful about but if that if they carried that through the ending that that would have made it that yeah. would have been an interesting way to go but but it's it's definitely an interesting episode like i i mm -hmm. I, I i i i always remember this episode of the of the series and it just it just stands out and i again i think it's because it's so different um there's only like a couple of other torchwood episodes that even get into this territory i think and uh, and it, and it feels I don't know it feels like a Tales from the Crypt or a, it feels like it almost was meant for another show. Um, you know that might be yeah, a little well, bit of a dated example, but my, uh, my my dated example I'm going to give is uh, the, the Jonathan Price movie of something Wicked This Way Comes. Anyone that liked this episode and hasn't seen that that's the that's the movie to check out. And uh, maybe we'll do that movie. That might be an interesting. Sure, I, I own it on DVD. So okay, I'm, all right, so I'm all set. <laughs> right. uh, and uh and yeah so so yeah but 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 again I, I thought it was a it was a good episode that could have been so much better that was that was that's that was sort of my you know yeah, and, yeah. And, and when i say good i mean you know average good not not like super great but good and uh but it had so much potential and and i and i did like the atmosphere i liked the uh i liked the whole premise i liked i liked a lot of the um uh uh, I don't know, like just the, uh, I, 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 I liked a lot of the, uh, details of the episode, but uh, the, that, that I think where it really breaks down is, like I said, that, that, that climax scene on the stage is where, that's where I really kind of started to see some of the wheels come off. Um, yeah, and I, yeah. it's sort of like when it, sometimes TV shows, you forget that you're watching a TV show and you think you're watching a movie. And this movie, uh -huh. this this episode convinces me I'm watching a movie for about 15 minutes, and then I get to that stage scene, and that's when it completely that the illusion is totally shattered. There are other things leading up to that 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 work against the illusion, but that's the moment when it just all comes undone, and I'm like, no, I'm watching a TV show. I'm not watching a movie. Um, yeah, well, I would say, too, this episode, I felt very much like I was watching a good X-Files episode. I mean, obviously, comparisons yeah. between the X-Files and this show are pretty easy to make. But this, Torchwood really doesn't feel like the X-Files very often. Yeah. But, but the the, uh, the elements with the with the, the carnival in this felt like something that could be in an X-Files episode. It, it had that feel. Yeah, and that, that's that's probably why I'm thinking 90s, too. You know, that's probably... Yeah, it like, probably is. Because, yeah. you know, like I said, you, it was what you brought up, you know, when you're watching a TV show and you feel like a movie, you're watching a movie. The X-Files was, back in the day, was very good at being very cinematic. You, know, yeah. you, you it would suck you into feeling like you were watching 
this little movie and it would it would spend more time on characters aside from the main characters a lot of times too in a lot of ways which is which is what i wanted more of from this episode but yeah so yeah so but but anyways i think i think uh i don't know so far i i I am feeling like season two is a little bit stronger than season one in some ways i think season one had higher highs um but yeah but i think that overall this this the the consistency is better in season two um yeah yeah i agree it's a much more consistent season but but season one definitely had some notable moments there were like two or three episodes that are like wow that was you know we didn't quite get those this season i think um i agree i agree yeah i mean you know me talking about how this episode wasn't scary it's like there's nothing like countryside in the season that i've seen yeah. so far where they're like we're just gonna do a horror movie this episode yeah you know there's nothing like that um but yeah so you know we got three more episodes so we're gonna try to do them in one go if we can we'll see how that goes that's always a challenge um but uh but we'll be back on and i think uh this friday we're doing the heroic ones for wusha weekend so people can tune in for that um we are going to um uh move we're doing brotherhood on wusha weekend but we might move around a couple of the films because we want to bring Deathblade in to talk about last hurrah for chivalry so we might have to move that around a little bit but um but either way we'll uh this friday will be the heroic ones and i i'm assuming maybe this sunday or so we'll be doing the uh the rest of torchwood depending on uh adam's schedule and my schedule and uh until then we will talk to you later God!